Welcome to the Real Roundtable. Tonight, Brody and Ash do everything they can to convince Chris that The Last Starfighter is the greatest science fiction film of all time. Chris, roll tape. The Real Roundtable. I could turn you into shredded meat in about uh, three seconds with this baby if I wanted to. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. I don't kill men without good reason. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad to be able to hang out with you today. One of the things that uh, we look forward to on the show is sometimes we're bringing the new movie to one person, and sometimes we're bringing it to two. This time, me and Brody have both seen Last Starfighter. Brody saw it years ago, and so now he's coming back and got to watch it again. But this was part of his picks, and this is one of my favorites. I've, I grew up watching this movie, so I love this movie. But really quickly, just want to introduce our, our other co-hosts with the show. First off, I have Chris, our hey tech guys. guy. What's up? And then I've got, tonight I'm going to give you, let Brody kind of give you the synopsis of The Last Starfighter. Hey guys, this is Brody. Okay, The Last Starfighter starts with Alex Rogan, who's in high school, preparing to go off to college, and he finds himself transported into another, uh, to another planet after conquering a video game. Video game kind of comes to life and takes I, him I out. heard it compared many times to Sword in the Stone. Yes, they actually talk about that in the movie itself. They they call it the Excal- they? they say the Excalibur challenge. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say that. the Excalibur yep, challenge. Right. Sorry, I mean to cut into your. Because honestly, when it comes to this, if you go more into it than that, you end up giving away most of the movie. And so, right. here's this dream of every teenage boy and, and kid for sure has of playing a video game and being able to save the world. Right. Yeah, especially so. when it was released. I mean, it was such a, a new and and huge part of of children's lives at the time, like thinking that a video game was going to lead to, you know, you playing the major role in some saving the universe. Well, it's, it's that role when you're playing a video game at that age, you know, talk to any kid that's that age when they're playing a video game. And one of the things I think we should talk about is back going back then when you played video games and, and I grew up in that era. Okay. I was born. And so I had the, uh, I had the, uh, what is it? The Intellivision. I had, Oh yeah. I had one of those. I had a Commodore 64. Asteroids. Those games, and, and Brody, you'll be able to attest to that as well. Those were way harder than most games now. I mean, you lost and died <laughs> numerous times. They had one game called Castlevania. I had a cousin that got to the final boss, Dracula, one time. And I just remember being so excited. So back then, if you could get far, and most games didn't really have... Um, the save function. They didn't have a save function. Most of them, when you really go back, you, you play... Uh, Pac-Man, Galaga, they've got this thing called, I think it's a kill screen. And basically that's what you're trying to get to. There's no, hey, good job, you won. 
It's just the game just dies on you and everything like that. So the, in this 1984, when this movie came out, that was a cool thing that there was a high score that you're trying to reach the high score, which right. theirs was what? Was it a million? I think it was something yeah, it was, like that. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, that has to be right because he was at like 900,000 yes. or something whenever yeah. he. Which he went from like 920 to, to a million in yeah. like five seconds. It's like, so basically, guys, the, the, the movie starts out in a trailer park. And it does, just, yes. It has this lone arcade game at the like office or whatever. And the, it, the movie centers around that one arcade game. And, and that's what we're referring to now. And he, he's trying to get a high score in the beginning and uh, become the record breaker. Yes. He just wants to be the record breaker. That's it and everything. Which I, and I just want to say that. seriously hyped. Can I say unrealistic? No, okay, no, no, no. I need. Okay, I, this is what this is. This is uh, before you attack the movie, which I know you're going to. And as I was watching, I was like, okay, I know where he's going to attack it and everything like that. I, I wanted to say a couple of things just, just, uh, just to make sure all movies are not created equal. I, I granted that. And one of the things I hope that we talk about at the real round, real roundtable is the fact it's not fair to compare. Um, like you can't compare all action movies to all dramas. I mean, the, the Academy is always okay. If you're a drama, you've got way more chance to get an award and everything. And so I hope that when, as we look at these movies and as you look at the movies, Chris, Brody, as you look at the movies that you'll say, Hey, this is this kind of movie. I'm going to rate it on that. Not that it doesn't hold up to these high expectations on other styles of movies. That makes sense. And so yeah. with this, the thing I would look at is it was groundbreaking in so many ways on what this movie did. Right that I feel like it, it should get some credit for what it was able to do and being able to look at it and say, hey, now, again. I think it definitely does. I mean, the kind of yeah. stuff they went through to try to get. Now, I think, you know, I don't understand movie releases. You know, I was reading about and, and listening to the development of this thing, and it was like they wanted to push it out. Yeah. And digital, is it Digital Productions who did the CG? Yeah, I'm not sure I think, exactly. I think it was the company Digital Productions, if I remember right. And they told them they needed like 17 months to process all of the CGI, right? And then they told them, well, you have like, what was it, six or nine months or something like that? Yes. And Seven. and so they had to like scrap all of a whole bunch of stuff. They had to go back to the drawing board and drop a bunch of textures and all this other stuff. And and I think being fair to them, like, I mean, if we're jumping right into the discussion about like just the, technical the limitations we go. Yeah. of where they were at, I think that given what they were working with and they even tasked all of this to the supercomputer. Yes. And, and so uh, at the time, of course, uh, a supercomputer of that day. Okay. Well, and through that, so I, they, it was definitely a fair and they were pioneers. They were jumping out, you know, everybody else was using models and they were too, they weren't willing to risk going this route and it takes some serious gonads to get this far you know, be the first yes. to push out like that. Well, and that's credit part of it. That credit goes to Nick Castle. That's the director of this and, mm-hmm. uh, and everything I watched, it sounds like me and you watched one of the same documentaries. And, uh, cause I remember awesome. this was a talking about it. And, uh, but I remember them talking about, Hey, you got to give credit to Nick Castle. He, he constantly was like, Hey, we got to make sure this is done right. I'm going to stand behind these guys and everything, no matter what. And, uh, and I don't know if y'all know who Nick Castle is, but I, th- I thought when I saw the name, I was like, I think that's the same person I was thinking about. And it's, it's the uh, the shape from Halloween, okay? And so this is the shape. Like, he's probably one of the most evil characters of Doesn't all time. does he also play Jason? I don't remember if he played Jason. I just remember he played the shape and everything. I Which if you, go, if you watch him, I'm pretty sure he about. was the first 
Was he really? He was the first Michael Myers. Uh, it, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. what I'm sorry. That's what the shape is from Halloween is the shape. Oh, that's what they call him the shape. I have never. They heard never that. say that ever. They don't call him the shape. I have they don't never say that. heard that before. But that's if you look him up, that's what he's called. I don't know why I shape. said Jason. I was thinking Michael Myers. That's right. Yeah, he's Michael Myers and everything. And he never. I don't think he has. He just he wears the mask and everything. And they. I think they brought him back when they did the uh, remake. <laughs> Seriously, they like call that. it the shape. The shape. It's called the shape. Yeah. Well, I learned yeah, something yeah. new every day. Yeah. So it's really neat and everything. And I remember when I learned that years ago, and then I when we were going back. And I saw it. It actually shows on his credits. There it is, the shape from Halloween. I was like, that's, yeah, that's pretty neat. So anyway, with him, he does this and everything. And so you, you see how impressive it is that, that he took this. He did this film. I don't know if he did a ton of other stuff as a director. I think he probably, this movie didn't make, uh, it made $29 million, was the gross on a $15 million budget. Going along with what you were talking about, like $14 million of that was on the graphics. Okay, yeah. And so yeah. most of the money was the graphics. Yeah, now. Give Nick Castle his due. He he did The Boy Who Could Fly, Dennis the Menace. Have you ever seen The Boy Who Could Fly? Hold on. Hold on. Dennis the Menace. And he did Major Pain. I give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah. I love Major Pain. If you can do Major Pain, yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah that's a winner. So right. The Boy You Can Fly. I, I've seen people. At, look, I've seen that. Have y'all it was mentioned that? quite a bit when he's talked about. Yes. And it's a lot of people love that film. I saw that as a kid. I haven't seen that as an adult. Okay. But as a kid, I've never been, I was just so bored in that movie. <laughs> There's a, uh, I th- if it's a movie, I remember, uh, I think Fred Savage is in it. Yes. Yeah, and, Fred Savage. Uh, and he's got a part in it. That's really awesome where he drives around the block and uh, that's like the best part, but everything else is, eh. but again, that was a kid. So maybe it's, maybe it's wonderful. With the water gun. Yes. Yeah, that's the only clip I've ever seen of that movie. Ever. Where he drives around with a, is he on a tricycle or something they call Jason him? Priestley was in it too. Who's the main guy? Who's Jason Priestley? Uh, 90210. Yeah, he's one of the 90210 Peach Pit folks. Oh, okay. We were constantly showing well, Chris I, what, what things are. So. I mean, <laughs> some things you don't need to know. Nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good actor. He really, really is. I mean, so. I want to talk about some of the performances before we really get into the, the yep. how yep. The, the film does and everything. Um, I have my theories, so, so we get to them. I'm going to talk a little bit about my little crazy theories and everything. But uh, but one where of the are things, we starting? Let's start with just the performances. I, I think this cast was. Uh, I think the main stars of this cast were really good. Okay, I really do. I think uh, I, the girl was believable. She was sweet as can be. Catherine Mary Stewart. Yeah, she Maggie. had like an endearing next door neighbor girl. Quality. She did. She was like relatable. Which I thought was really neat about this is that that it wasn't a girl he meets. On the frontier, like a lot of times they take a girl, they take a character, they send them on yeah. an adventure, and then they meet the girl. Mm. No, he, he's known her probably his whole life. Right. And she is awesome. Like, every, I mean, everybody can tell she's great. Everybody can tell he's great. Uh, so this girl, I, I, and this is she the only thing I've the, ever seen. She loved her. the hero before he was the hero. Yes, yeah. She's, you know, she's with him. And she's, it's even neat when they get separated. It's like, she's willing to stay there. Yeah. And she probably would have, but they went ahead and drove off. I, I thought she was kind of a jerk in the beginning. Did you really? Well, when she rode off in the truck, did with you all not see that she wasn't excited? <laughs> she wasn't. But she so went. get out of the truck, man. <laughs> she went. It's like, what like, are look, you doing? If you don't go, these guys are gone. Look, she rode all night with all these dudes, and then they brought her home, and she was like, "Why are you so mad?" Yeah, and it's did. like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> You, you know that's the most ridiculous. thing. What is it? She ever. said, "Oh, he just happened to be going this way." Yeah, you know? and he's like, "He lives on the other side of town." Yeah. I, th- I think. Look, y'all can say what you want, but I would say this: How many times do you think he's missed an event because something went wrong in that trailer park? Well, does his family own it? And so, because they don't really go into much detail, they yeah, just yell at him, that. and they all. Yeah. Now look, I think they're managers. Now yeah. I'm going to take a little sidebar for a moment and discuss how clean. <laughs> <laughs> 
that trailer park is. I've been to trailer parks. <laughs> They're never that friendly. They never have picket fences. But they don't have an Alex. I'm telling you, you have an Alex and everybody's going to be excited. You have a Mags, everybody's going to be excited. The picket fence threw me off. (laughs) I was just really surprised, honestly, all the lots worked on the Starlots. What is it? Starlot, Starlot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like every lot worked. It was a trailer park with all working (laughs) neons. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, okay. Uh, And And a brand new arcade game. (laughs) A brand new arcade game and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I think... uh, Not vandalized and... (laughs) True, true. No, I think I think uh, there, there's a lot we can talk about that and everything. And look, I like the fact got, that it was in a trailer park. I do. Well, and that was part of. The, I'm guessing you were seeing the same stuff that they were originally was supposed to be in a suburb. Correct. And uh, th- this is the insane part, and, and anybody that's listening would think this is insane as well. Their reason for not doing a suburb was a certain movies. It was three movies. I can't remember the third one, but one was Poltergeist mm-hmm. had taken place in a suburb, and one was um, E.T. Mm-hmm. And I, do you know the third one? I can't remember the third one. I just E.T. Remember, was the one I remembered. I just remembered e, those. And I was like, okay, so those were in suburbs. What does it matter that this can't be in a suburb? Yeah. Was the other one Edward Scissorhands? It might have been. But I mean, they also wanted to give him a higher, <laughs> a higher, like, rise up. Like, he started at the, you know, he was really yeah, see, I like that. I low like, on the totem pole in society. Right. You know, he was at the bottom, uh, poor and and sort of down on his luck, you know. And no. it was harder to portray that when you're in a middle income home and going to play at the arcade. Well, no, I think for the writers and, and, and the director to come up with this, it was one of those things that even though it didn't make sense while they jumped out, they ended up making it way better. They you're did. right. The, yeah. the, the trailer park is like another choice. character in this story and everything. You got to take care of the trailer park. You got to be there. All the people of the trailer park. I mean, suburbs don't have that. And I'm guessing the trailer park doesn't. I mean, a lot of that, <laughs> so you, won't ha- you won't have that scene. With you went the whole trailer park yeah. gathering around this high score. It would just be what other kids at the arcade or something. Yes, yes. you know, and it's just it definitely would have changed the movie a lot. Yes. But they they almost, and I agree. But they I think they went a bit too far with the community in the trailer park. Yeah, a little tropish. They, they kind of made it a suburb. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, they really are. They're all neighbor. They're all hey, fix my. Fix my electricity so I can watch my my stories. But but I mean, no, but I don't good. think real suburbs are like that. I mean, if you go back twenty years, maybe all your your people in the suburb all know each other, but and talk to each other and have cookouts and everything. I know that probably, but trailer parks are still trailer parks. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're in a trailer park, we do not dislike trailer <laughs> parks. <laughs> We're not we insulting are just you. Just yeah. talking about people. So that's that's all I'm saying. No, yeah, well, yeah, I agree with that. So, but no, I, I just. I spent a lot of time in trailer parks, and I would have liked those trailer parks to look like that one. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and everything like that. But I think Chris brings up such a good point with this is not only that, but think about the setting where it's at. There's no houses down through there. It's just that trailer park. It's like that trailer park just got sent in the middle of nowhere. It's like sitting off the side of a mountain. It yeah, almost it it's got like, a great view. It yeah. does have a nice view. When they're up there at the park. mailboxes, I'm like, you can see another state, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say that I like that it, it is a bigger rise that way, a larger rise for mm-hmm. him, because a lot of people yeah. tend to look down at trailer parks. And right. well, and, and he says, you know, he hadn't really been anywhere. And she's talking about, well, we want to go out for college. And he's like, ah, we never, you know. Doesn't he come across as a little arrogant when he yells at him when he's at the mailboxes? He yells at him <laughs> at the mailboxes. I'm getting out of this town. I ain't going to be like you guys drinking and sitting here at the, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying like, and he says, something with going, my life. he says, and go into community college. Yeah, yeah. He says that. Yeah. And I'm like, hey there, Alex. Yeah. You're supposed to be the hero, but you're, and look, yeah. they don't care. Like, it sounds like they've heard Alex talk a lot about where he's going. Well, so. no, they're all, 
looking at his girl jump in the truck with him <laughs> yeah. going community college or not yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh. look at the beginning i didn't even like totally realize they were together because she just seemed so yeah it seemed like a friendly nonchalantly got in the truck and left yes and i was like yeah no girl does that does you going that. to silver lake she was in the truck guys she was in the truck he said stay <laughs> and she was paused for a second and that second that driver took off okay <laughs> And because she was thinking about, oh, I can argue with him, but he'll argue and argue and argue. So she went to have a good time. So I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt. Max seemed pretty sweet. I, I like yeah, well, I, I ended up really liking her character. I just, I did, I did too. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for the sidebar. We can get back to the performances. I just, <laughs> so where are we at now? Well, we talked about Max. We're 15 I, we, seconds into. Oh the movie. yeah, we're going we talked about Max. We got a bunch of other ones. Did we just spend like 10 minutes on? <laughs> yeah, uh, but we covered some of the other things we we're going to cover yeah, anyway, which is the trailer park, and, and so we want to be able to do that. Um. <sighs> Okay, I think Robert Preston, who's played Century, is one of the best characters I've ever seen in the movie. Like, I think this was phenomenal. I've never seen uh, Music Man. I know he's supposed to be the main character in Music Man. It Which made I, me I've never go. seen, by the way. It, well, yeah. I've never seen either, so that might be a movie we throw in because I've never seen that. And I'm not usually a music musical guy, but his performance in this was so good, I really wanted to go watch it and everything like that. I mean, it's over the top, but it's terrific. It was well, trash. Most of his it was stuff absolute is really... trash. <laughs> you thought most, it was trash? His, he was the worst character in the whole film. <laughs> other than Squidward, the evil dude. But you thought Robert Preston was awful? <laughs> it, was, it was so absolutely... I couldn't... He, he, he was in the wrong film. I'm not saying he was bad or his performance was bad. But like it didn't fit at all for me. It was just like... Yeah, but he's so different than the whole... Everything that that trailer park is known for. I mean, he's completely... why would you not jump in the car because this guy's going to take you in a different world anyway but it was almost like he was doing a theatrical performance the whole time like over emotional yeah but that was and I get that that was probably even what they asked him to do but like it just well he's a salesman that's basically what he is he looked like he belonged on a a galactic used car sales lot yeah absolutely but he did not I don't know he just totally you know if you've seen uh, The Founder I mean, Michael Keaton's character is Ray Kroc. I mean, he's just, he's not to that level, but he is. I actually haven't seen the founder. And so he is very, very energetic like that and everything. And so when, so this guy is not just a salesman, he is a galactic salesman. Yeah, he's, he's traveling every, everywhere. Every single, because I don't read or listen to anything before I watch the film. But like afterward, I'll, I'll listen to reviews yeah. and I'll, and I'll read up on what people write about it. But everybody praised him. Everybody yeah. really, really did, but like I disliked him the entire that's movie. So funny because I hated it. Chris, when you're the only one that dislikes him, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, now, <laughs> like everyone was like, "Oh, and Robert Preston yeah, was Robert amazing." Preston. And no, I'm I like, thought he did a good job. I didn't like his character, but I thought he did a good job. Oh, okay. You didn't like the character just because the character. I love. I mean, that's the purpose. You're not supposed yeah. to like him necessarily. No, yeah, that's right. I mean, because he's he's basically it's, he's shining this guy over. To get, he's like, "Hey, go up there and get shot." Yeah, and that you know, used car like, salesman is supposed to come over as sleazy. Yes, yes, right? yes. Worst death scene I've ever seen in my life. The most comical. Oh yeah. And then he, yeah. he comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. but then, and also when he's wearing that thing, when he comes back to life, and I was just yeah, like, I can't yeah. take you serious, dude. You just look so. I don't know why they did that. What color really is don't. that? Why they brought him back? Yeah, I, I guess they were thinking they have a sequel. Well, he, yeah, well, and he died three years. Oh later. yeah, yeah, he died right after this. Yeah, yeah like, this is last film, right? Yeah, which and, and even reading reviews, Lance Guest would be like he was wanting to get everything right, which played Alex. And uh, and he said no matter what he could go to Robert and Robert would always act out his scenes and everything just to cost. They said he was just professional, so I thought that was cool about him. And everything. I Look, know he's really a 
a top-notch actor. I just felt that it didn't fit right for me. But it sounds like I'm not in the majority there from what I can Yeah, tell. but in, so, look, but again, you do not have to be. That's the great thing about this this podcast is that you don't have to think that. Although we just disagree with you. But, but I do okay. love his character Centurion. Like, uh, and the shifting and the face coming off. Oh, okay. You like what he can do and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. I, or not shifting. He didn't shift. Now, but like. Y'all, so your problems with the character, and you're, you know, and you don't like him because you don't like Centuri, even though you're not supposed to. Because so I don't like used car salesmen. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Be, Forgive me yeah. if you're listening. But he does say like the best line uh, in the film, which everyone uses over and over. What's the best line? When the car breaks down, and and he says, "I'm just a kid from a trailer park," and he says, "Well, if that's what you think, that's what then you'll that's always be. that's what, all you'll ever be." Oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that's really really good. So I. He's a great character. I thought Robert Preston was good. Um, I like the guy that plays Greg, Dan O'Harely. I thought that because he does all these facial tics and these weird things. <laughs> yeah, that crazy laugh. <laughs> it just it makes me you, grin. You can't ever forget his laugh. I yeah, think. yeah. I really had to think. Was he was he the lion in the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> that over exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. They say he had to like super emote with his face because the prosthetics uh, were so heavy. That he had to like, when he was laughing, he had to like, really over the top, well, with his face, and not. Oh, to, I don't doubt to make it show. And I did not know who that. Like I was, I had no idea who this was. Like I, I'd never looked it up until this time I watched it, and uh, I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. I've seen that guy's stuff, but I couldn't remember. I mean, again, he was ne- he's never been a huge actor except for, apparently in the fifties he did uh, Robinson Crusoe. And was uh, up for best actor, so he was ne- never anything I'd seen or anything like yeah. m- as a main star. But he's been in a ton of stuff, including Inner Space, and so he's one of the characters. He was in Inner Space, Space. Mm-hmm. so that was a that's a big role. That's his flick. character in the film I liked. Yeah, he's a great character, um, and you know that sort of being the mentor slash partner of. Is he a pilot? Alex. Is he the pilot? Like, I, I, that's the, yeah, yes. he's the pilot. Yeah, he's yeah. The pilot. Isn't that such a weird role that, yeah. you know, you're the star fighter, but it's not, you're just the shooter. I mean, that's that's what the main role we need is you're a bunch gunner. of shooters. We need gunners, yeah. yeah. So, no, yeah. So, I, so I thought his character is awesome. He's got a really cool line they get to him when they're getting the, the star. And uh, Alex asks him uh, how many star fighters are left. Yeah. But it really shows you the magnitude of the situation, which... Honestly, as you watch uh, Alex Rogan, I mean, he never really seems too nervous about anything. He's not excited when he first gets recruited. He goes into that that huge uh, room with the other Starfighter pilots, which this is what I wanted to bring up. Okay, some of the insanity that I, that I was thinking Chris would attack, and so I think I think it's a little crazy too. If you notice, like I'd seen it tons of before, but I never really paid attention to the other Starfighter pilots, and so this time I did. And if you notice, every Starfighter pilot in the back row has somebody that looks just like them in the row in front of them. So it sounds like I didn't catch that two people from the same planet each time. Mm-hmm. And so, but you go down through there and there's just one from earth. Okay. So, uh, was so there I found like that an empty seat or no, I don't think, I think the way they I don't remember, and I might be seeing this wrong and I, I didn't go back. I meant to go back and look, but I, I think probably they just put the seats in a way that every seat was filled. And so maybe there were eight seats in the back, seven in the front. Mm-hmm. So you just don't really pay attention. But if you look forward, there's always somebody that looks just like that. So that means you're either getting two of those were attackers or they're, in, or, and they're pulling from some line to get all your other pilots, right? right? And I'm not really 100% sure. Originally when I watched it, I was like, or when I went back this time and watched it, I wondered if 
one of those rows was the pilots and another row was the gunfight, the, the gun pilots and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just found that very odd. Yeah. It felt kind of cheap to me because yeah. if only seven years back you had star Wars where they came up with 9,000 costumes and in this one you've got those seven. Yeah. And so everybody else basically is a bald person with those little hair and ear <laughs> things. Right. So, so I, I wanted to bring that up and see what y'all thought about just when it came to yeah. that, that, that set kind of felt cheap to me when, it, when it's still there. So, there was a spot or two that definitely had that connotation to it. And, and I didn't like I, the music during the entire flick sounded a lot like star Wars. The intro is a lot like star. I Wars. think it's in that same, it's a space opera. Yes. yes. You know? and, and it has that, I, I think a phenomenal soundtrack to it. I mean, just great epic. It really fit it. I like that. It did not have any like, for the era, you know, songs on the radio kind of, oh, they didn't yeah. include, but you know, maybe an excerpt where you it didn't really it identify didn't, like, date itself. Yeah. Way, yeah. But I mean, even the, the helmets on the ship, you know, he looks up and yeah, they're terrible. No, the, the, the red lens. Oh, that's over. Yeah, his yeah, eye. That was I was like, worse. yeah, that's, that's yeah. Lord. That's a X wing pilot. Is it Lord Krill? And it always makes that sound when it clicks over. So <laughs> yeah. But I thought, okay, so the car yeah, is called the Star Car. And they actually used it, like I, I guess, as an extra in Back to the Future. And the guy that, that, I mean, the second one, yeah, Back to the Future 2. Oh, they do? They do. They park oh. it on the road. Uh, but the guy that created, like the DeLorean, created the Star Car. Right, yeah, I had heard that. You know, and he, I mean, I thought they put a lot of thought into just that. Yeah, I think so too. Everything. I mean, I don't know what kind of car that really was, but it looks like a. DeLorean. I think it was fabbed. I don't know. I mean, that. It looks like a DeLorean. That's how it's kind of. I heard it opens it was, up uh, inside. I mean, it was it was just uh, built from the ground up. Yeah. It was a Volkswagen motor over a frame with sheet metal, and uh, it drove extremely slow. Yeah. And they it drove so slow they had to speed the cameras up. <laughs> to make it look like it was going faster. <laughs> Even when they do that part where it drives past the cops and it's going 300 miles an hour, I was like, mm, no. And I'm sure you know <laughs> that's not 300 miles an hour. Not even close. So you were talking about the music, and I just wanted to show you all something because I got, I got a feeling neither of you seen this and everything. Okay. But if you want to read that out loud. The Last Starfighter, a new musical. They have a last Starfighter musical. Did you know that? <laughs> Wait, what year is that? This came out like uh, 2006 or, or something like that. But they actually had a last Starfighter musical and everything. So, look, I'm with you. I think the music's really good. It does, <clears throat> but I think all adventure films have those kind of things. Space films have those kind of things. Those those sounds and stuff. But this one actually, I, the way the Star Wars works, it, I think it's good. But this one actually has that adventure feel. Like it, you really does have that feel. Yep. Um, that symbol they use. It looks like an Atari symbol. All of that makes you feel like, okay, you're you're going into an action. You're going into, a, I don't know, fight the Death Star or whatever and everything. So I, I love the music on this. I think the music gets you into the movie. So I think it's it's perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. Did you like the music? I thought it was fitting. Fitting. Okay. I, I wasn't particularly, because it was so akin to Star Wars. I mean, a lot of, the, a lot of it just sounded too much like a Star Wars background music to me. But I feel that way about, a lot of these sci-fi type movies, they, they all kind of have that same feel. Well, the director made a comment about this in one of these. I think it was him that was talking about it. He said the problem they were having, it was him and Jonathan Buto, the guy that, that wrote the film. They said the problem was they if most times, anytime they were doing something, it would feel Star Wars-y. And so they were like, okay, we can't be this because it's Star Wars and everything. And they said the, the thing that 
what is his name? Uh, George Lucas did was he because he had, he put such groundwork. All the stuff he did in Star Wars basically cemented so many things. And anything you do is going to look a little bit like Star Wars because he's now got the you know the copyright on all of it. If that makes yeah, sense. And so, yeah. So no, I don't. I mean, I don't, he built a genre. Yeah, and that's how it goes sometimes. So no, so yeah, so I do, I do think it feels a little bit like it. But again, I think there's. I, I think when you look at this, you look at. I think they separated themselves enough. I think they did. Yeah. Because yeah. this movie's not like, um, there, there's a lot of parts to it, but it's really in the, the director, I mean, uh, the writer said this, it was, it's a basic, basic storyline. It's like the most basic storyline there is a kid becomes a hero mm-hmm. and saves the world. Like that's what it is and everything. Like I that. think gets they, the girl. it definitely wasn't last week's storyline. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But I think that it, it left a lot underdeveloped, but, that was at the cost of keeping that story moving like that, you know, that you couldn't tackle and, and really endear the viewer to Rylos and, and their suffering and the planet. Like you're so connected to earth and Alex still, right. You know, and you say all these other starfighters got blown up, right. When that happened, it didn't affect me as a viewer, you know, like it just didn't, it was, it didn't mean anything. Really? Because you didn't have that connection. There was no connection yeah. there. It's just so like, well. it was sort of insignificant. But really, that's like part of this whole, you know, defense that they're putting up. And all of the characters after that, up in this space battle, are all tied to that. But you just don't have any understanding, you know? You think it's part of it because of they want you to feel like Alex does, that he doesn't really understand the the weight that is on his shoulders. I mean, he has the last chance. That's that's a good point because I mean, he's so reluctant to jump in and he has no connection to them either. So that's a a good point. But I don't think they did a very good job of promoting the urgency of the matter because they take him up there. They give him clothes and he's on. Yeah. They basically, they kidnap him. They ransom him off of sorts. And he joins this thing for a minute. He's like, wait a minute. I don't want I don't want anything to do with this. And there's no urgency. Everybody's like, okay, Starfighters, how are you? I mean, there's no urgency at any point from the Rylos. You know, from yeah. Rylos, there's nothing. Yeah. It's just we need you. It's like, is this just every 15 minutes another crew comes through? Which and I they mean, get the, same the way it's or? explained earlier on is like all of these other people are honored to be there. Like yes. they, well, they're part it's of a the galactic, part of, uh, right? Um. They're part Not of the Federation, but like they're trying to get there. Well, remember, they're all part of the Federation, so they know they know about Zur, they know about right. this Armada, they know all this stuff and everything. It's probably part of their like history, and, and you know they know it. But but there's only seven. Yeah, there might be there, there might be thirteen. We don't, we're not one hundred percent sure. There might be thirteen <laughs> of right. all so the two planets. From, two from each planet. <laughs> we gave you seven. Yeah, yeah. And Please it's an honor. defend the universe. Yeah. And why it's aren't you honor. making them all prototypes? If the prototypes that awesome, why don't you start? You know, <laughs> so no, but I mean, the, the, without the urgency, you can't you can't make it even a connection, or he couldn't make a connection with them. Yeah. So I mean. He's like, well, what are we going to do now? They blew that thing up. So we make another one or <laughs> you know, stop for burgers. One, one thing I found funny is uh, if you look, everybody that yells victory or death dies. Okay. <laughs> they, like at once. <laughs> yeah, they all die once. Okay. Because <laughs> Alex is the only one not saying victory or death and he just gets out of there and everything like that. So, and and, I, and I, that's when they introduce Greg. And I think Greg's, uh, you know, we've already talked about him being an awesome character. Um, but again, I think y'all make a great point. I don't know. There was no intro to what you're doing. It's just go sit down and 
you know, that sounds insane. It really, really does. Yeah. Well, even, even when they don't hand your thing, what is that little uh, translator? They don't do the translator, which I think the translator is pretty cool. I'm like, oh, I always like that in, in movies. Can we I like talk about the thing. translator? For no, but I cheap. like that they down downplayed it because you have to have some acceptance yes. in a sci-fi movie. You have to be like, okay, it's, it's a garbage prop. I'll yeah, take it, yeah. but yeah. I don't want them speaking uh, weird languages in the background the whole time. Did know? anybody catch the error in with the whole translator issue? No, uh, what was the error? So, uh, you know, Grig and Alex can communicate because of it. Yeah. Right? Okay. How does everyone on earth communicate with Grig at the end? His translator, as he speaks, it translates everything to English. <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> you totally made that up. <laughs> he learned English hanging out with Alex. Yeah, but he just speaks with everyone there like it's totally natural. Yeah. And it, that weird that laugh is, never is a universal language. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to be green. Everybody loves that and everything. So, yeah. So, no, that, that's a good point. I didn't realize. I didn't even think about that. That's great. Now, since we're talking about performances now that I said it, uh, Lance guessed. I was surprised, you know, as Alex, but also as that Android or Beta or whatever. Beta, they call it. Yeah, we need to talk about Beta. Yeah. But it it was almost two people. Yes. I mean, I was, I mean, even the young one was like, um, it looks like a mannequin and <laughs> it's acting weird. Is that the same guy? Yeah. I was like, yeah, same guy. I mean, now granted, when they blended the two in the scene together and they used yeah. that weird shading, they're obviously in different places because it doesn't, right. it doesn't match at all. You know, he's in a very dark place and he's like, lit by a candle or something and the colors don't match everything but this is early 80s so which i heard they had re they had shot additional beta scenes the picnic so they had i don't know which scenes is only picnic. only the picnic that's it uh for sure the picnic i'm not sure about any other ones but there. they added in so after they screened the film to a lot of people uh and it had some pre-cgi additions to it the beta scenes scored really high and so they went and and recorded some additional beta material to fit into the film. And I think that it really worked. I mean, I I really liked that part of the film. Well, Beta's a smart aleck. He's he's hilarious. He's funny. And you see, he's sort of he's fumbling not, through life, you know. Yes. Yeah, well, all the strange things that would yeah. be strange if you were an alien. You came and saw. <laughs> yeah, things she just licked my ear. <laughs> she just stuck her tongue in my ear for no reason. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree. I think Beta's <laughs> Beta's a terrific character. And look, I didn't even think about it, but yeah, he feels like a totally different person. Like he did a great job yeah. separating those two roles. Being you know. freaked me out too, and pulled the cover back, and it was like that weird. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. That's good sign. That's a good special effect. The wife was like, "Why? Why is his lungs in his face?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I thought. Yeah, I think he was great. That brings me to to, to Lance Gas playing Alex Rogan. Here, here's what I would say. This oh, and he, I'm sorry, he had a wig also in Beta. Yes, that's right. He had, a, he had a wig. He had cut his hair because he started filming another movie. And then uh, they put in additional scenes, and so Beta was wearing a wig. I, I was just going to say with Lance, yes, it really surprises me that he did not do a lot more stuff after this. He was in Halloween 2. I'd seen that as a kid, I think, like on a Friday night horror movie. So I remember staying up late and watching one of those, and I was like, man, this guy's really cool. Like, he might have done more. He did other stuff because he was in Jaws 4, too. But, I, but I'm saying... <laughs> I, I think he he deserved to go into something bigger. I think he I, well he really had. had I think no the release date had a lot to do with that. Mm. And I, I go if we have time, I'm hoping to go through on why I think that the release date well. is what really hammered this. No, movie. I don't know what came out that time. I was just going to say with the Lance I, I, when I watch Star Wars, I, I like so many of the characters. I think it's well done. 
Luke drives me crazy. Luke Skywalker's always drove me crazy. He's he's annoying. He he's, he's whining and everything. And I know, I think Star Wars is a phenomenal film, but your whole time. And I'm like, if they would have got Lance or we got mm. Alex Rogan here, like he is so much better at being there. Like he's ready to be the hero. He's He knows it's a t- tough situation. And I'm not saying he jumps into it right off, but he got kidnapped. So, of course, it takes him a little bit to think about it. As he thinks about it, he's got to do it. You know, yeah. and he accepts that responsibility. He does a great job. So, but he, I don't know. He doesn't come across as whiny ever. He comes across as, hey, he's that, that guy that'll take care of things. And you, you see it in everything he does. So he helps out his mm-hmm. mom, helps out the trailer park. So I, I, I think it's worth watching this movie just to see like three or four of the characters that, that they're, the way they play and the way they do and stuff like that. So I did find myself going, hey, man, like strap up and do what you're supposed to do when he was trying to like go home all the time. Yeah. It's like, and he's flabbergasted about courage. everything. You know, everything is like a shock and a put out to him. He's like, what do you <sighs> fix the electricity? Fine. Fix the universe. <laughs> fine. Go home. Whatever. Well, departed that though. He's got to get back to Max and these guys are hanging out with her. At the oh, thing. Max is done. <laughs> Max is done. You'll have to wait for a nap or something. Max is over. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, I, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, th- I think he's a phenomenal character. He's one of my best characters and everything. I want to bring up one more part of that before we jump into the, the, what you're talking about. And that was just the, uh, the interesting part of this movie is they're playing the video game and, and every, I remember playing video games back then and the goal was always to look human like, right? It wanted to be as human as, as possible when it came to it. Like they got games now like a, a Skyrim and oh, you so, mean like real life? Yeah, if it should feel as real as possible. So that the moment you put in you know, they, they have the VR now and so you put that stuff on. But it's neat in this movie because when he plays that Starfighter, that machine, even though the graphics look cheap to us now, we look at them and look kind of cheap, when he gets in that actual Starfighter it feels exactly like yeah the thing, and so it's no different for him to be in there because it's 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 exactly how it was before. Yeah. So I think that's pretty interesting how they they did it because they could because they're making the video game like that. But it was a smart move on their part that it's years, and we're still not to the point where everything yeah. feels exactly human. Well, how about the in. the graphics for that video game were better than any of the video games out around then? That's true. Yes. Yeah, I mean they were it, still eight bit. You know, I mean, I'm still rocking eight bit at the house. Well, there but, wasn't really any 3D. No, there wasn't the mapping and rendering they had. Yeah. I mean, it was much more advanced than well, a lot and, of. But that's one, not a real game, right? I mean, that's not a real game. That was that 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 was that was all just no. But they still they still made the graphics. Yes, they, they still, made the graphics. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. they were they were doing. I would line I would line things. up an eighty four to play that game. I mean, that looked awesome and everything. Yeah, I like, yeah. Dude, I mean, it, it was a win. So it kind of gives you the same feel as Tron. That was the only thing I was like, this feels a little bit like Tron when it comes to the game, like, and, and how the game worked. So, yeah. yeah. The game part of it. Yeah. And so. Tron had video games. Why didn't, did this, this didn't have a video game for years, did it? It came out with a game and I looked it and up I, on YouTube. Did you look it up? Mm-hmm. It was, and it's like four years later, three years after yeah. the film. It was awful. Like it was they, like it one of the worst called, games. They renamed it too, right? I don't after know. the film didn't do as well as they wanted, they renamed it. They should have kept it Starfighter. That 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 was. Terrible. I'm I'm pretty sure. I may be mistaken, but I'm I'm quite sure that they they changed it to something else. Yeah, it was. It, it, it I was like, this is one of like a lot of times back then. It seemed like like the worst game of all time. They always say is ET, and uh, and it just is. It was, I mean, it's just garbage. But this came at a time when the collapse was imminent. Of oh, Atari. That's true. Yeah, it was know, right there at it. Yeah. The the saturation of the market of terrible games. It was just at an all-time high. Do you th- do you think they were 
I, with, with the symbol they have, that orange, that symbol with it's got the sword going up, and mm-hmm. you know, it looks like Atari, right? I mean, is that not what you see? Yeah, when similar, you see yeah. It? It's very, very like. I was like, well, if they're worried about copy infringement, like that, that like. So I wondered if Atari had something to do with the with the with the movie itself. Yeah, so. and they were working on the game. Atari developed the game, oh. and they also developed a the arcade game as well. But the final unit price for the development of a new it needed new graphics processors that weren't yeah. they weren't capable of at the time or they were capable of they were more expensive but it made their arcade units that were identical to the one found in the trailer park uh around 10 grand a piece Good and gosh. so people just weren't gonna make their money on them and so hmm. everything got tabled okay bro do you got to tell us what's your theory on why this movie didn't do good at the box office oh well it has a lot to do with what came out in that year and how long for I mean, I don't know if we've gone over it before, but the budget was, I think, fifteen million. That's right. Yeah. Okay, fifteen million for making the movie, and it it grossed about just shy of twenty nine, like twenty eight point seven or something million dollars. Was that total, or was that just U.S.? It only went U.S. I, well, no, it well, went. Well, I saw two places. I saw twenty nine million on one. I saw, saw twenty two two on another one. See, that's so weird. It's three different places, and so so we'll say this: somewhere between twenty and thirty million dollars movie on a fifteen yeah. million. I mean, it made budget. money, but it's not like. Yeah. Well, regardless, and that range is is good enough to make my point. But the the last Starfighter was only in theaters for on average in the theaters three point nine weeks. So much. No. So when did it come out? July of eighty four. So middle of the year. Now, keep that in mind because when you're in the theater, let's see the. uh, Which back then I would think a summer release would do better, right? Because kids aren't in school. Well, right. Because, okay, June, Karate Kid came out and was, on average, in theaters 19.8 yeah, weeks. Yeah, Karate Kid. You know, uh, we've got in May, 16 Candles, six weeks. March, Police Academy, 12 weeks. 14 weeks for Footloose, which, I mean, that was a big 80 million plus. Uh, June, for 17 weeks, Gremlins was out. That was $148 million. I mean, it was eclipsed by a lot of these. Yeah, that's some big names. I mean, Revenge of the Nerds came out its same month. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's some high competition. Well, and that's the bigger thing that knocks you out is the, is the other movies, if they're getting all the money, then it knocks you out. You don't stay that long because they've got to open up, okay, which movie is still making money? We keep that one. We get rid of this other movie and everything. I think that's the – I would think, with your point, I think one of the things, Revenge of the Nerds, that's a comedy Comedies were real huge right then and everything. I'm not saying they're not, but right now, I mean, you look at it, comedies are not as big as they were back then. So having a movie like that, it gets going. It's pretty big. I th- uh, I think, and this is this is one of the things I would look at. This movie came out in 84, right? Um, in 1983 was the last of the Star Wars Return of the Jedi of that first three. And so I wonder if they were like, hey, man, we can jump on that. And Star Wars is gone now. Let's Let's do that science fiction. Let's release it. And, and look, summer is a prime, prime time to release. Any, anytime you release in summer, because, again, people don't have anything to do. They're looking for something to do. They'll go to the movies. And for some reason, it just didn't. I think you're right. I think it it had a lot to do with, um, it makes sense. All that was surrounding it, it was just sort of lost in obscurity because of the big names. You think it, but because we had science fiction before that you know they released it saying oh well we get that science fiction thing and people are like eh, we don't care I'm like I don't know I mean I just I don't there, I mean science fiction movies well it's also it was just a year like if you had probably given it more time maybe 
Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, it, not even four weeks. I mean, I'm looking at all the other ones that made the top. I mean, they're still looking at a dozen weeks. Or, you know, I mean, Gremlins was in June. That was 17 weeks. Yeah, because Gremlins was making movie yes. hand over fist when it came out, which is insane because that's a Christmas movie and it came out in the middle of summer. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. So, I think it's oversaturated market, right? Yeah. I think yeah, so, we right. just. I mean, it was a quality film, I think. And it stood up for its time. Even CGI with all the limitations they had, you know, I, I think it would have done better. I can't, I think and, it would have done better, but look at, look at who goes to see this movie. I mean, what it's even look, if you go back and look at the, uh, the trailer for it, I mean, it's, it's geared toward teenage boys, uh, yeah. young adults and stuff. All mostly the other movies. I think if about. I had seen that film when I was yeah, you 10, probably, you know, when I was somewhere around the age of 10, I'd have been fired up. That would be yeah. a great film. Yeah, and, I, and I saw it then and you saw you it know, too, bro. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a, and I remember being phenomenally just being so excited about this. I was like, this is great. Like, I'm so pumped and everything. I want my parents to, to, you know, man, I wish we could watch this over and over again. Just really, really, you know, so, so I get it. Um, but a lot of those that the big names they had, even though I would consider it for their career a flop, like some of the Tom Hanks and Arnold hmm. Schwarzenegger's, because it didn't, they didn't gross much. Like, Conan didn't gross much, but Splashing came out. And I mean, there was a lot of these that, had these big names been in this movie, just the pull from the name would have set it above some of these. Because yeah, if you take away the big names, I mean, some of these movies wouldn't have made what little they did. Yeah, if it had a better actor, if it had a bigger name. But honestly, I I don't know who I'd change out in this movie. It's not like the last movie. I, I don't I, I don't want to change out Lance Guest, and he's that's your main character. I, you know, Grig is hidden, so it doesn't matter about him. You know, Robert Preston, I don't know, you know, that was insane, but so I don't know what you could have done to, to, no. I mean, I, I just don't think, I think it, you know, if anything, maybe I would totally, I would totally get rid of Robert <laughs> Preston. I would rewrite that character and I would get rid of Norman Snow. I do not like that character. <laughs> Who? Zer. Oh, the weird character. We didn't talk yeah. about him because we moved on, but I'm telling this, he was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. He was, he was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Stupid. He really liked his specter or scepter or whatever. <laughs> Look, and then he was like, Sing! And like a little blade comes out of the top. And he was like, like it, was like already, it mattered. Like it was just. It was already a deadly you mace. You just put <laughs> one more point just, on it. <laughs> it was spikes all over it. You just put a little spike out of the top of it. If, you, if you're just listening to us, Commander Zur is the commander of the enemy forces in name only. Like, But he doesn't know that. He thinks he's really in charge and everything. But the, He's uh, the dude I called Squidward earlier. He yeah, like yeah, Squidward. yeah. Yes. And he is a over-the-top, insane character. Do you know who they almost got to play him? Who? He turned the role down. Who? Robin Williams. That he would have played that perfect. Yeah, he would have played that perfect. Which tells me they got exactly who they wanted. Really? No, I mean like my problems with the character. I would have also had with Robin. I would have oh. had the same problem with Robin Williams. <laughs> well, if Robin Williams had done that. There would have been a lot more. There would have been a lot more of him on screen. Let's be honest. That's true. Been a ton more. And they would have broke thirty million easy. They, yeah, he might have brought the money in a little bit more. I don't know back. Then he, but he said no. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. So, in which I honestly, I do think, I think it's, I, I do like the other characters, the uh, the two bad guy villain bosses, whatever their names, um, Lord the Krill. Yeah, Lord Krill. I like Lord Krill. He's got the best line in the movie to me. That's that. Just, yeah. Uh, whatever we're gonna do, well, we die. You know, that's yeah. such a powerful. You know, I remember that from years. I was like, always remember that line. So yeah, that's the clip you hear in our intro. So yeah. Now, what surprised me was, you know, Dune came out later that year. I, I liked Dune. 
it lost money, like major money. Fifteen. I mean, it was a forty-five million dollar budget, made thirty point nine million dollars, hmm. and it's more memorable than this movie. I you mean, to the general populace. More, oh, I guess yeah, because Dune was this unbelievable. I mean, it was a book everybody knew about, and everybody's excited about it. And I don't think it, it did not live up to expectations, from what I understand. But Last Starfighter is a, it just comes out of nowhere. You know, the, the guy that wrote it, he he walked into an arcade, he saw a kid playing a video game, and his mind said, "Hey, this what if a what if a kid could save the world just playing a video game? You know, it's a really cool." So then he ends up writing this crazy script, and uh, so. So I don't know, again, and I think that as we talk about different films, sometimes they just don't hit for some reason. But just like this film, they end up having a a resurgence of people being excited about it. Yeah, it built a cult following after it had come out. Which I got a friend of mine who actually contacted the the writer of this. And and we talked about this probably 10 years ago, or maybe it was 12 years ago, because me and him both liked Last Starfighter. And uh, Devin, I'm just going to shoot you out, Devin was talking to me about this and I thought it was so cool because he actually emailed he found out who wrote it because he's like why don't you make a sequel to this movie yeah. and, uh, and 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 Devin said he got a reply he talked to the guy and the guy was like well I'm waiting on them to to commission me to do another one and uh, and so I don't know if you guys know this but they're they've actually they're right there at it there's a clip that you can watch of hopefully them to make the movie before COVID happened, they were actually looking at it and everything. I don't know if it's full for sure going to make that. And I don't know what it would be. I think it's actually, and it's called the last star fighters. So they had an S to it and everything. I so. even heard, I don't, I didn't go into the research on this, but that there was a TV possible, a TV series coming out of it. Oh, that'll ruin it. <laughs> that would ruin it. That'll ruin it. Ruin it. <laughs> no, it could be good. I don't know. It just depends on how get they, they get to write and everything like that. And I don't know. I don't know what they would do with it. I mean, hell, you know, uh, the Griggs dead. And it'll center so much around the underdeveloped characters. It's like, yeah, you didn't connect with, they'll probably be their kids. You know what I mean? It'll be Max kids and Alex and Max kids. And, and so who knows what it'd be. So I don't know if that'd be good and everything. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious, but, um, if the guy that wrote this one writes it, it'd be worth looking at, especially here's what I wish they would do. This would be so powerful. I wish that somebody with their, with their CGI stuff, and I'm not saying they have to use CGI, but, would redo some of these battle scenes. Right. right? It would take almost nothing yes. at this point. And they could CG make it. so easy. Yes. You could do something. It doesn't even have to be top of the line today, but just way better. Yes. You know? And just redo that. And I right. think the battle scenes would look so cool. Yeah. I'm not saying they have to redo the uh, when they're playing on the arcade, but at least when they're... Yeah, but like when shows. they're in the caves and it doesn't look like they're just... Yes. Blobbish. When they're in the caves, I'm like, did you guys not see just a little Empire better? Strikes Back? I mean, <laughs> they, they knew how to do it, so... So I don't know, but yeah, I think that would be really cool. So, but uh, what about um, what about the eclipse? Can somebody explain this to me? I don't understand. What's the eclipse? Well, like they had to wait till the eclipse before they could invade, but they never explain it. I'm like, what? Yeah, they look something about the green moon is almost in a. But they never explain why that matters. Yeah, I, didn't I even was like, pay attention to that. what? What does that have to do with the frontier I protection look- shield? I don't understand it. I look more at that shield like, how do y'all afford to make that shield? It like, it's like got to cover the whole, you know, <laughs> universe. Like, we spend all our resources <laughs> of every planet. Everyone's got to do That's it. why we have seven starfighters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, when he's standing at the shield, I'm like, what's going to happen? Can Come, you go or can you just drive around the little ball? I didn't understand like, the they never did anything. They do that little circle and then they just drive right through. Like they don't drive through the circle though, right? They don't. <laughs> they do. Oh, they do. It's okay. just terrible perspective. But they uh, actually yeah, they do. do funnel into the hole but it still should have done something yeah like what 
They should have had like a plane, or not a plane, but like a spaceship of one of theirs inadvertently break the barrier and then get like shot or something. Oh, like it gets destroyed. They should have done something to sort of give legitimacy to the force field of it. But they didn't want to waste any more of their budget on graphics. They they had no CG time or money left. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But those are all minor. Yeah. Did you like Death Blossom? Blossom? Was that pretty cool? Uh, Other than this stupid name. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give us something else? Death Blossom. He's got, got seven hundred kids. He don't have time to think about something else. <laughs> he's got seven hundred young. How many? Do you don't have? touch that 6, button. It's the squirrely or something? What was it? it? Was a crazy number. It was thousands. Which, did you notice when he pushes that button? All of a sudden, it was like, man, he's got the first smartphone. Like I he thought did. that was really, really cool. Well, was, at least, uh, at least the first digital picture. Phone. Yeah, yeah. Was that not <laughs> neat though? He's like, hey, look at all these kids. And so, yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I, I thought most of that was fine, except for just. Uh, I think they should have named it something other than Death Blossom. Yeah, the Death yeah. Blossom. And was Death Blossom auto-targeted because it just looked like it was just spraying off into nowhere? No, I think it was just spraying off into nowhere. Because that, I think, is a little unrealistic. You know, I thought it, it was, all, I thought it was auto-targeting. auto-targeting. I thought it was Well, I mean, they show them all on the radar in the bubble. Wait. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But then when they show this, the thing flipping around shooting, it just looks like it's spraying indiscriminately. Yeah, but it's 1984. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, mean, I gave it some slack. I'm just being Some honest. auto-targeting multiple targets in outer space. The entire armada. It, it auto-targeted the entire armada. Again, and that's another thing, too. <laughs> In the whole galaxy, and it they've got a total they were of, all what, shooting 80 it. starships. to got 10 <laughs> on one side and 70 on the other. So it's, It kind of looks weak if you really think about it. Yeah, so, but, but we need 44 trillion force field nodes. Yeah, why don't you yeah, now, now, don't... <laughs> I don't want you to misinterpret this, but there are some holes in this movie. <laughs> okay? Like, and some of them are... Okay, so... Watching it with these folks, we heard things like, okay, so remember when the uh, they tried to kill Beta, both Alex oh, yeah. and Beta are there, and that weird-eyed, yes. you know, blobfish comes after him, yeah. and Centaur shoots him, and his arm falls off, yeah. <laughs> then he shoots him again, and it looks like his head pops off, but then his head's on when he hits the ground, and then he shoots, that, the and then he shoots again. And it burst into flames and burnt to nothing <laughs> yeah. in like three seconds. Like by the time they clipped away and back, he was gone. Yeah. And they were like, the wife was, where'd it go? Like there's no, <laughs> it's not even smoldering. It's just gone. Why, and if it does that, why don't you shoot it again? You know about these creatures. Why don't you just keep shooting? Yeah. So well, it will get shot. That's just yeah. it. But he shot You're it terrible. twice. Yes. He shot it twice and just took body parts off. <laughs> but he shot it three additional times. Inferno. Also, so... But uh, that alien that was in the trailer park, when he first attacks him, he just grabs him from the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> and what tries a terrible to pick assassin you are. Wait, tries to pick him up and then I think drools on him. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you just shoot him? <laughs> like, you have a gun. That's, that's that every action movie. Every yeah. action movie, you're like, why don't you use your gun instead of trying to get as close as you can? That's always my problem with the John Wick movies. You're like, you just just fire your gun. Like, what are you doing? That's so. the problem I have with every detective show or movie where they're like, stop police from three blocks away, and the guy takes off running. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, New York, you could have gotten closer than three blocks before yeah. he noticed you. Yeah. So, no, I think uh, I think overall, I think uh, there's, some, there's some problems with it, which – Again, you give allowances for certain things, okay? Uh, what is the, the the suspension of disbelief, right? And so when we're watching a movie, you can handle some things. But when you 
compound and have too many, then it's, it takes you out and you're like, why did they do this? And so now I'm out of the film. And so even as I was watching it, you know, as a kid, I, I didn't get taken out of the film. I, I totally enjoyed this as I went through. This was my first time watching the film and I watched the trailer and I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be not fun. And I'm going to have to do another crabby review of this movie that these two guys like <laughs> but i liked this movie a lot okay we'll go ahead and go to the review i liked oh. this movie a lot so i'll kick it off and i think that i think that this movie probably scored you know we disagree about some of its casting but with my perceived problems in its casting and character uh in mind i think i would probably give it a seven okay out of nine and it was just, it was re- I really liked this movie. Good. Yeah. I really did. And, uh, I, but I ended up watching it by myself. My wife didn't get to watch this movie with me, but, um, I would watch it again. Would you watch it with your kids? I would watch it with my kids. Okay. I would share it. I, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, really, the only thing they ever do in the, the thing is they're like, they talk about the playboys and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And they so, just mention it by name. They mention like, it. Yeah. You know, the thing, I think he looks at I mean, one. you see the cover kind of. Yeah. Kind of yeah. with the Lewis, so, but the it's little a, brother. It, for the most part, I feel like this is a really, really clean film. I think yeah, there's, there's a couple of cuss words, but they're very, very few. in, in the kid, so. Lewis, the little kid says him, so, uh, Yeah. We didn't talk about Lewis. And this is, this is PG. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by that as well. PG had a little bit, but. I would probably cover up when Beta's transforming and, you know, because that is a little creepy. Take the covers off and his face yes, is that, that one part, yes. Pussy and bulbous. Yep. I wish they had more time to process the CGI and given them more room and just delayed the release. Right. Uh, you know, I get it. It sucks. You got to put it off. People don't like to do that. It costs a lot of money. Um, but I just think they would have ended up with a better product in the end. I agree. And, uh, it really showed at the ending scene on Rylos when they, you know, everybody was hail the savior, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just a painting. Hmm. It was just a still image of him. And the the ship was CG and the set, the set was there, but the crowd was obviously just nothing. You know? Right. And so that fell a little bit flat and they should have put a little more work into that. But again, I understand all the timelines and everything. And I super enjoyed watching it. So Good. That's good. Okay. What do you say, Brody? Oh, I'm all in. I mean, this was... You give 9 out of 9? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. No, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> that's, that's way I mean, up there. I'd probably I'd, I'd give it an 8, though, for its time. I mean, it's it's a win for sure. I don't know what movie I'm saving that 9 out of 9 for. We'll find out. Maybe. I don't know that there will be one. There might not be one. You know, it might not be. Because uh, it might be the, the level that you hold stuff up to. Anything else you were going to say? It was good. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got nothing. It's, it, the movie's an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and, and I just even remember to this day when I was when I was a kid, I wish the movie had been longer. And as we're talking, I, I, I wish I would have spent more time when he gets to the planet and, you know, maybe go through a little bit of training or something like that and be like, no, this is how I don't want to do this. This is crazy. Oh, I can die and then go back and then come back, which one of the things I think is funny. Is well, I mean, it, he did it, do that training. Kinda. On the video game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. No, I mean, but, he did train, like, he went out and, well, he was already. Yeah, but that train's right they were before the mission. Dead. Everybody was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else had already failed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would have liked to have seen that world a little bit more, just a little bit more time in there. And I know they didn't have I the agree. money to do I it, agree. but that would have built up that more. Then you could have spent more time with the beta back on, because the beta unit, watching him with Mags and watching him yeah. with uh, 
uh, with Lewis. I mean, all those things make it hilarious to me is, is how they do a good job. So anyway, I, I think that it was And weird. I wish they hadn't killed off Beta. You know. They could I, probably still. I don't know what else they would have done with him, though. You know? I know. He would have so, been in the way. And he needed to sacrifice. And again, you know, it, I, I, I would have given this nine out of nine as a kid. Okay. I mean, I just thought this was the greatest. I would have been. Okay. Um, you know, and so this is weird, but I'm, I'm going to agree with Chris on this. I'm going to go with seven out of nine. And, and it went down because I probably would have said eight. I would have probably said eight a year ago and said, I think it's great. I don't think it's at the top level, but um, seven, nine, I feel like there's, I just noticed enough mistakes watching it the way we're trying to watch it now is, is looking for, okay, are they really trying to put together a terrific film? I would say this. I, I think they did with, I think for the most part, they did what they, they could do with what they had. I agree. And so I can't attack them on it or anything like that. And again, it's one of those movies I, I couldn't recommend enough to people. Um, it exceeded my expectations. And so, and it's fun. I mean, you, you smile, you laugh. Mm. Uh, so it's very joyful. And again, it's in the science fiction world. So science fiction, you know, just so you all know, every one of us have a certain different films. I think uh, this is a top one. I think Galaxy Quest is a top one. And I think uh, Alien is a top one. Those are like the top science fiction movies. I just think are well, well, well done. Everything. So anyway, I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it a seven out of nine, um, which is pretty high for all these. These are all in the top you know, 33%. Yeah. You so this is a go really good. So, and, and so we would all recommend watching this. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Brody, anything you'd last say to this? No, this is a good flick. Right. And I think we all liked it. And sometimes for different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of stuff that, you know, I, you obviously don't have a character crush on uh Centauri. <laughs> But no, I enjoyed and this. You I, obviously I, don't have a, 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 a <laughs> an insane love for the soundtrack. Yeah, no, you know, no, not uh, everybody connects with it differently. Yeah, yeah. that's a good move. That's why I, I think uh, overall this is a good all around flick for sure. It uh, is streamable online if anybody wants to watch it. It's on Prime, YouTube, Apple TV, Voodoo. I wish I'd known that before I bought it and ordered it. <laughs> I don't because I borrowed yours. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Everything like that. <laughs> One of the things I think we've been talking about is how to do the, the movie. We, so if, if we do these movies, if we're watching these movies, um, we don't want to do the same genre every time. So I wouldn't want to do another science fiction the moment after we do this. But one of the movies that, that we talked about that two of us have seen, one of us has not, which I think you'll notice a lot of times is Chris has not seen the movie. <laughs> and, uh, and so the movie that I think you know, uh, uh, Brody had brought it up. We were eating at lunch and we were talking about the movie. And I don't know how many of y'all seen it, but we're going to give you a chance to look at it. The movie is called Cloak and Dagger. And oh, yeah. so we want to watch Cloak and Dagger next time, give you a chance to, to watch that, see what you think about it as we, uh, as we come back together and talk about this. I have a feeling I know what Chris will think about this film and everything like that, so, but I can't wait to, to <laughs> Was your feeling it. right this week? Um, I, I thought you would – honestly, I figured you'd give it a five or a six because you would appreciate the analyzing or mm-hmm. the, all this technology they used, the yeah, CGI yeah. back then. What worried me is that you would hold it to the standards of today and it would kill the film. I and thought so, you'd hate it. So, so I thought it'd be around five or six. Yeah. I honestly thought you'd walk in saying it's a Star Wars ripoff. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate it too. Yeah. No, that's great. That means you but enjoy the stu- it. So they far. did their job. Because if you hate everything we put in front of you, that's going to be a hard podcast. <laughs> Chris hates it. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I'm glad on this it. one. And yeah. I'm disappointed it didn't do better. Really? I, yeah, yeah. I wish I'm, it would have made more money. I, I really I do. I, I wish think it would have started some careers on these guys and made a lot of movies. And, and look, Catherine Mary Stewart, she's made a lot of stuff since then, last guess, but none of them became huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. he started some minor careers. Yeah. 
Anyway, guys, thank y'all so much for joining us. Hopefully you'll come back and uh, listen to the Cloak and Dagger podcast that we'll have next week. See you later.